Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHayes. I'm obsessed with all things business and fitness. I left my career as a TV reporter, followed my dreams, and created a multiple six-figure online coaching business in just one year. Now I'm sharing my strategy with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. So grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Again, welcome to the Taylor Living Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. We've got a good one today, one that has been requested, maybe not in the form of a podcast, but I get this question a lot from my business clients, and I want to relay the message to you guys, and I'm talking about frustrated clients, okay? Now, whether you want to say dealing, coping, helping, whatever, I'm going to tell you why clients are getting frustrated and how you can overcome that. And I didn't want this podcast to be very long. I wanted this to be pretty short, honestly, but it was too long for an Instagram rant and I wanted it to to be somewhere where you guys could access it and listen to it because what happens? We are working with a client, we are trying to crush it with their fitness goals, whatever they may be, and they're getting frustrated. Frustrated because they're not seeing the results they wanted, they are contemplating quitting, maybe they're ghosting you, whatever, but they're frustrated and you're starting you're starting to feel like this whole online coaching thing may not be for you. You're starting to feel like there could be something missing, that you are not good enough. Imposter syndrome starts to set in. I rarely hear coaches that say, you know what? I did everything that I could and we're going to work through this and no problem. It's more so coaches freak out that their clients are not seeing results. They take a step back and they're thinking, oh shit, am I not qualified to help this person? My answer is yes, you are. But we need to talk about the element of coaching, okay? So coaching is an art. And we have to understand that when clients get frustrated, the biggest reason is there's some kind of miscommunication. Whether their expectations were not met, their expectations were not laid out clearly, there was miscommunication from you and the client, whatever that may be. But clients' frustration always stems from some kind of a miscommunication, not you. So let's put aside the notion that we are not good enough and let's actually get to the root of the problem for how to work with your clients and help them feel like they are succeeding and how to overcome that frustration once and for all to get them on the fast track to results. Okay, so three ways we're going to do this. The first part is we're going to set expectations. What does the client want to achieve and how is this going to happen? I think more often than not, clients always think that they want one thing. And we'll go into this in, in, in a second. But, you know, the example I like to use is clients wanting to lose weight, but they're always eating too few of calories, right? And if you're saying, yeah, yeah, we'll lose weight, we'll focus on weight loss, and then they don't lose weight right away, because you're secretly adding food, (laughs) well, they're going to get frustrated, right? So we have to be open with what their expectations are and the realities of that happening. 
So before I dive into more specific examples and how to overcome that, I want you to think about the word smart, okay? S-M-A-R-T, smart, setting smart goals. Smart meaning specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based, okay? Setting specific goals. What exactly do they want to accomplish and how is that going to happen? Measurable goals. Measurable does not always mean data specific. That could be biofeedback as well. If a client is coming to you and they want to lose weight, because you know, every that's what everyone wants, right? We all want to lose weight. That's what everybody wants. They could be stressed AF, bloated AF, can't go to the bathroom regularly, but damn it, they want to lose weight. Okay. And if you tell that person, yep, we're going to lose weight, and then they're not seeing weight loss, there's going to be an issue, guys, because you did not properly communicate what those goals were and the expectations were not met, right? So measurable can also be reducing inflammation. Measurable can also be going to the bathroom once a day. Measurable can be hitting their fiber goals or their calorie goals. It doesn't have to be weight loss. Achievable. What is achievable? What is actually achievable for this person right now? What's achievable in the next 30 days? What's achievable in the next 90 days, six months, and one year? Map it out. Realistic. Realistic goals. You know that if somebody has a 10-year dieting history, this person has never eaten more than 1,200 calories, you know you can't get them to lose weight right now. Their body has metabolically adapted to the stressors that, the, that they've given themselves, right? The stressors being not enough food and probably external stressors as well. Be open to other methods too, guys, okay? When I say realistic goals, I'm saying if this person wants to get healthier, eat healthier, build muscle, whatever, and they're having two Cokes a day and never eat a vegetable, um, we're probably not going to start with macros, okay? So one mistake that so many coaches make, and honestly, I made this mistake too. I made this mistake at the beginning, and I've openly talked about it. When I first started my coaching, I gave everybody macros. And basically, if because I was a macro coach, that's what I said. I was a macro coach. And if somebody did not know how to track macros, I would try to just help them with it, right? I wasn't trying to, you know, push them into something that they, they didn't want to do, but I was a macro coach and I, I constantly was talking about macros and working through macros. So my, my point is you can start with a food log or habit tracking or portion sizes or something like that to help them. And then lastly, time-based. Making sure that you have deadlines for some goals. Even loose deadlines are good. I typically don't set hard deadlines for weight loss because you never know what's going to happen, but some kind of an idea. Okay, so the reverse dieting chat. This is like one of my favorite things to help my business clients with because one of the perks of working with me is I help ghost coach clients. So if they're having an issue with a certain client, I will help them work through those issues, troubleshoot pain points, all of that stuff so that they feel more confident in their coaching abilities and they get to learn alongside me. So the reverse dieting chat. 
I'm going to use a client example because this is not the first time this has happened to me and I know it won't be the last. I had a client who came to me on our sales call and she made it very clear that she had a wedding coming up in 12 weeks and she wanted to lose weight. She wanted to lose 12 pounds by her wedding. Okay. So knowing, not knowing anything else, you already know that this already sounds crazy. 12 pounds in 12 weeks. This person's about 155 pounds, never tracked a macro in her life, never worked with a coach in her life, and she's eating about 1,500 calories. She needed a reverse diet. I knew she needed a reverse diet. So I told her, I said, hey, I know that you want to lose weight and I will get you there. However, this is what's going on with your body now. This is what's going to happen to your body if we try to cut calories. Not to mention, these are your habits right now. You're not going to likely succeed if we even go into an extremely low deficit, which is stupid at this point. So, of course, I articulated this in a much much better way. But my point is that client was like, you know what? I totally get that. You're so right. Let's go. Let's do it. So... We reverse dieted her into her wedding and she lost some weight and tightened up along, along the way. Now, after her wedding, we're now dieting her and she's losing weight and succeeding. My point is the expectations kind of changed a little bit because she thought she was going to lose weight. And what really happened is she did because she took out the binging. She took out the inconsistency. And what happens? By just tracking her food, she was unintentionally actually in a deficit, Right. And so she kind of started to lose weight and tighten up that way. So I think that we're so scared sometimes on the phone or Zoom call or whatever to tell a client their reality, right? And I always, always am so transparent, you know? Like when when I'm assessing a client, I'm looking at biofeedback. And I'm not just talking about stress and sleep and whatever. I'm talking about my intake form is really, really in-depth. It takes my clients about 20 minutes to fill it out because I'm talking about their lifestyle, their stressors, trauma. I'm talking about eating habits, workouts, dieting history, all of that stuff. So I'm really gathering a lot, not to mention digestion, all that stuff. So, you know, it's it's so – you're going to be – a well-respected coach, if when somebody hops on the phone with you and you start to tell them, hey, I know you want to lose weight, but this is why you are where you're at. And this is why you need a coach like me to guide you through this so that we can achieve those goals. But there's more to life than eating 1500 calories a day. So I think being very open with that, that's always worked with me. I have not ever had a client say, oh, never mind. I don't want to work with you. Clients are much more inclined to work with you when you are open and honest about the transformation process and when you just flat out tell them, hey, look, I may not be able to totally transform your body in 30 days, but I can damn sure change your life in 30 days and they feel so much more secure hearing that and just being upfront and honest, right? Like I know that you want to lose weight now, but here are all of the things we need to accomplish ahead of time before that actually happens so that the expectations are met and thus they are not frustrated in the end because they were totally aware of the game plan the entire time. And sometimes a client's expectations, you know, because you're the expert, that that's just not a reality for where they're at right this second. 
And then also don't forget about communication, okay? This again is another part of that expectation element. What is your response time? Do you typically respond within a day? Do you respond within two hours, 10 minutes? Make sure that your clients are open and they understand that. My clients can message me on the Voxer app Monday through Friday. I check Voxer about twice a day. I do a sweep in the morning and a sweep midday slash afternoon. And if somebody sends me something at like four o'clock or so, I might get to it, but honestly, I'll probably get to it the next business day morning. So I have about a 24-hour response time or at least like a one-day response time. Generally speaking, I will get to messages within a few hours, but if they do come in the later part of the day, it may not be until the next day. My clients all know that I'm a morning person. I wake up early. I respond to things pretty early. So, you know, I say that my business hours are nine to five. However, I am typically in Voxer around 8 a.m. and also typically around like 1 p.m. And then if anything comes after that, I usually get to it the next day. That's just how I work. That's how I operate. And I think having those boundaries as well as not responding on the weekends, those are boundaries to set. Because if you start responding to your clients on the weekends, they will start to expect a response on the weekends. Even if you say like that's not a normal thing, You're saying it's not normal, but you're still doing it. And those actions speak louder than words. So just remembering what you are telling your clients, okay? And then get to know, like I said, their love language. I always like to talk about my clients' love languages. So what do I mean by that? Some clients need affirmation that they're kicking ass. Some clients need tough love. Some clients need accountability, And some clients just need, like I said, that affirmation or being a cheerleader, okay? So understanding your clients and what they need is going to be very, very helpful for you. So the second part of helping with frustrated clients is going to be challenging negativity. It is so common for clients to say, oh my God, I hate the way I look, or oh my God, this isn't working, I'm so frustrated, like we hear that all the time, right? If a client is always negative, you've got to continue to be encouraging, okay, and challenge their inner critical voice. So when a client likes to tell me that they are not succeeding, they are not losing weight fast enough, they are not looking a certain way or whatever, I immediately follow up with how they have been winning. So, you know, I had a client recently who we are kind of, we're, we're, we're on a dieting phase, And she's tightening up so fast. Like she looks like she's lost 10 pounds at least, even though she's lost no weight. So I'm like, okay, but like, let's look at these photos, right? You've even said you are much more confident in a bikini. Your pants are fitting differently. You're sleeping better. Things are like, it's just all feeling better, right? So, you know, why are we giving so much power to the scale? And they're like, oh my God, you're so right. You're so right. So just remembering to kind of challenge that inner negativity. And then the third component is really, really key. Discussing accountability, guys. Okay? When a client is frustrated, sometimes it's not the method. Sometimes it's the fact that, like, they're just not really sticking to the plan, right? Like, we've all probably been in a situation like that, okay? And accountability is absolutely fundamental. So you have to work through strategies for when they want to go off plan. Okay, so 
Sometimes clients need more accountability. They need more touch points with you than just a weekly check-in. So if I have a client that is struggling to just stay on plan, I give them quote, homework assignments, whether it be, depending on the client, every client is different, but I have some clients that they need journal prompts from me every week. I have some clients that need to send me photos of their food. I have some clients that need to check in with me on Friday before the weekend to tell me what they're doing that weekend, how they're prepared, because I have some clients that literally go off the rails on the weekends. The second they're with their friends and the second they start ordering apps and drinks, they just have no self-control right? Because it's a habit. They formed this habit and breaking habits is challenging. So instead of saying like, here are your macros, have fun, you've got to figure out how to communicate with them effectively so that they are touching base with you, you're touching base with them, and you kind of know what's always going on, right? So again, working through strategies, everyone's going to need something a little bit different. Remember that. Try not to be so one-track mind in your approach with your clients. And then Another form of accountability is not losing weight. So when a client is not losing weight, I will say, okay, well, let's see what we're eating. Let's actually look at what you're eating. And more often than not, they're eating a lot of junk or they're eating a lot of diet-friendly foods, right? I'm talking about artificial this and that, Walden Farms this and that, uh, protein bars, things like that, right? Protein cakes and treats and There's nothing wrong with having those things in moderation, but dieting is not always calories in, calories out. It's really not. I wish it were that simple, but if you are not managing your client's stress, they will not lose weight. If you are not managing what your clients are consuming, not just how much, they will not lose weight. They will be frustrated. So again, that accountability piece is critical, but your approach to that accountability piece is even more critical. So those are a few ways to deal with those frustrated clients, guys. And just remember that when a client is frustrated, that's just an emotion that is so common, right? And it's oftentimes expressed because of a lack of communication, a miscommunication, or like I said, you know, there just there was some missing link there. So I would encourage you to, you know, look at your touch points with your clients. Make sure you have multiple ways to communicate and take the time to get your to get to know your clients just a little bit more. And you know, I I pride myself in being very open and close with all of my clients. It's one of my favorite things about all of my clients. So, you know, if you are struggling, like I said, I would take a look back at like your approach. What is your approach working with your clients? Is it too dogmatic? Are you being too strict with your approach? Are you being more flexible? Because again, coaching is an art. Coaching really is an art form. And being a coach is not just giving numbers and walking away. Being a coach is giving numbers, maybe, or a plan but giving them the strategy to execute the plan as well. Without communication, without a game plan, without a backup to the game plan, your clients are likely going to feel a little frustrated, which is why if you do not have a plan to execute and overcome, 
it's not going to be pretty. So we want all of our clients to be happy. And, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be able to do what is needed and share that empathy or sympathy. And, you know, the the human element really comes through with coaching, right? Again, we are not just a robot on the internet programming macros, you know, and just make sure that you are remembering that everyone's emotions are valid. If somebody is frustrated, how they feel is valid. However, the reason they are feeling that way is likely due to miscommunication and fixing and solving that and working through that is totally doable as long as you're open to those coaching methods and following these three rules, right? Setting expectations, challenging negativity, and discussing accountability. All right, y'all. Hope this helps. And if you loved it, please share. Please share on Instagram. Tag me so I can see what you like. And leave a review if you felt compelled and if it resonated with you. And I will talk to you guys soon. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Tailored Living Podcast. If you're looking for a community of badass go-getters to bounce ideas and answer questions, join my exclusive goal-getter community on Facebook. The link's waiting for you on Instagram. Until next time, bye y'all.